on this. And then we'll do the one, one, two, three. Closer. It was way closer. All right. Let me put record. And hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hey Man. Hey, man. I'm Josh Wolf. I am Jacob Wolf. Hey, man. Hey, man. What's up? Hey, man. So listen, for everybody watching and not listening, um, this is the beginning of what my new studio will look like in Vegas. We moved to Vegas. Um, I got my sunscreen. You guys don't need to see that. Uh, <laughs> uh, we had a lot to talk to you guys about. We missed a week. Uh, mostly yeah, we just the move and um, a bunch of other stuff. Um, and but so we are here, and uh, we got a lot to talk to you guys about. We got we're gonna talk to you about Christmas, uh, we're gonna talk to you about the drive out. Um, we got some stories to share with you. Uh, I want to get out ahead of one thing real quick. Uh, also, don't forget to come see us in Tempe over New Year's. Come get weird, come get weird with us. We're there the 30th, the 31st, and the first. Uh, it's gonna be a ton of fun. Jacob's gonna join me on stage, a bunch of other surprises. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to come and say hello and meet both of us, and, and uh, we will be down there. Um, let me just get out ahead of um, some questions about my health. Uh, it's a weird dichotomy right now, guys. And I don't even know if I use the right word. I was going to say, I don't even know what that word is. Here's where I'm at. I feel good. I have good energy. I look at my face. You know, a lot of times when I'm not healthy, I look kind of gaunt. I look pretty, you know, I tend to lean McConaughey, Dallas Buyers Club. So That's I unfortunate. Yep. I don't have that. And I have energy and I feel good. At the same time, my body is rejecting most most foods. I, I, I think just some sort of weird autoimmune stuff. Blood tests came back good. Urine test came back good. Imaging came back good. So I kind of eliminated some of the bigger, scarier stuff. And now it's just about some more just finding the unknown shit. But I'm basically, there's like five or six foods I can eat. And that also brings me to different problems because those five or six foods, when I eat them, uh, I'm not getting enough protein and uh, I'm not getting enough protein, which means my blood sugar's out of fucking whack, which is, it's just causing a lot of different problems. Um, but oddly I feel good. So I'm not worried. I'm perplexed. I'm a bit frustrated maybe. Um, Understandable you know, by the way. Yeah, you know what? You know what makes me really frustrated, dude? Is you know me, man. I'm a pretty healthy dude. Yeah, me not meaning like I don't know what's on my inside or my outside, but meaning the, my lifestyle. One hundred percent. Pretty. I don't drink. I don't really smoke weed. For those of you who know me, I I edible it, but that's not nearly doesn't have the same effects on your body. Same effects on your brain. I get it. But um, I eat well. I'm not a fried food dude. I don't eat red meat. I haven't eaten red meat in years. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a sugar guy. Like Mm -hmm. I eat my vegetables. I drink. You know what I mean? Like I I exercise. And then the reason it's frustrating is because I'm like, well, fuck it. I should have just been eating McDonald's. If if I'm going to – if my body's getting to the point now where I'm like, it's – rejecting all foods well it should i should have had some fun leading up to you know yeah i mean it makes sense like it's it's frustrating because you are such a healthy guy and you do practice such a healthy lifestyle so for us to not know what's going on is frustrating and and a little bit nerve-wracking especially like for me as a kid like good sign that all the bad things are out of the way and you got a scan and your mri and all that stuff is good the worrying part is that we still can't see what's happening which is what is a little makes me a little nervous yeah i get that 
Um, and I don't want you to know. I don't want you to worry. Like I, you, have, I, you have Grandpa Tom's genes. Uh, you're the most second most stubborn person on this planet. I can't imagine that this is going to take you down. I would let you know if I was worried. Um, yeah. You know. By the way, but guys, if it looks different and we, it doesn't look like we're looking at each other on this one. We're and sorry if I keep glancing down and shit. Do me a favor. What happens if you raise your chair? Hold on, let me find that one. What happens? So what happens, guys? We're 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 hilarious. I leaned back. That was not the right lever. Is that it? Did you move up? Oh yeah, I moved up. Try moving up a wee bit more. Well, I'm I. I'm kind of losing headspace on the other one. Oh, you so are? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so this is this is a good spot for me, like, on this cam as well. Okay, perfect. So I'm going um, yeah, so to stay here. Yeah, we're just trying to figure it. And by the way, man, like, we, you and I are close. There's medical stuff, just so you know, that I would for sure hide from you. Which is not something I would like to hear, but it is also fair. Yeah, I'm not going to worry you with anything that – doesn't need worrying yet. Yeah, I mean, yet, but like, I'd rather us all be in the loop and in it together, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want any some sort of shit surprise a couple years down the road. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'd rather be in the loop with you and mom and knowing everything that's happening. And obviously, like, it's not something that's going to catch me on a daily basis where I'm constantly thinking about it. But, you know, it's also just good for me, good info for me to have in mind. Yeah, listen, first of all, if this is happening a couple years down the road, I will be 104 pounds. You will definitely know. Like there's uh, there is oh, yeah. not a lot of calories in these foods that my body is accepting. Nope. So like, but again, like, look, dude, you've seen me look unhealthier. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. like there's color in my face, you know. Like I said, it's not gaunt like it get it can get when I'm not feeling well. You still I'm have the just, muscle tone too. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you're you may be dropping weight, but you're still like you you still look fit, which is what is a you good know who I look like now? The minute the muscle tones disappear is when I start to worry. Well, dude, that's called being an old dude, you know. Yeah, um, but you know, you're 52 and look better than most 35 year olds. That's my point. It's like you've been you know, in a shape right now. No joke. Right now, do you know who Iggy Pop is? Yeah, I do. That's what I look like when I take my shirt off. That's unfortunate. Just, just that old kind of disturbing shredded. You know, like, <laughs> that like, is that wrinkly skin over a vein? Like, you're like, yeah. Yeah. No, nah, that's, that's uh, not, not family friendly. <laughs> it looks like a leather bag with muscles. Except it's a pale leather bag. Like I got no. Anyways, Anyways. I'm psyched to be here, man. And your mom and I, we can't thank you enough. Jacob and his friend McKay flew out to Nashville and popped in a 26-foot truck. 12 and a half feet high. And drove us. We drove in a little. We drove our car. And Y'all drove, drove in a nice car. Yeah. And drove us, that car. Yeah, you drove us out to Vegas, man. And by the way, may I say, you won a little money when you got to Vegas. Hey, I'm not gonna lie, I'm two for two in Sin City right now. Heard? Okay, you heard me. Two for two. When I was 21, first night in the casino, 350 bucks. We spent it all. Had a good night. We went to Club Tau, courtesy of this gentleman right here. And um, and then the next day, I was like, Nah, man, I'm I'm not leaving. Negative. No way. Went back to the same slot machine, 250. We got in the car and left. So I did pretty well my first trip. My second trip on this one, we get there. We go out, and I don't know if I told you this, but McKay and I also did a little bit of a extracurricular activity when we went onto the strip, what which was, uh, you know, some little, some little, some little psychedelics. Um, so I, I, yeah, we took it. We took a little mushrooms on our on our first night out there, which was really fun. Um, the first time I had ever done mushrooms in like a public place was Arizona, which funny enough was on the drive back from when we drove you there to Nashville the first time. So I was in Tempe with my buddy Devon who did it with the drive with me the first time. And we both had panic attacks on mill. And I was like, nah, man, I got to get out of here. Like I, I'm 
claustrophobic. Like I started develop, like I started twitching, bro. Like I started like, what was like, it? I was like, din, 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 din. like I started like, like the rock it was like a Pepsi Pepsi? commercial. It was really fucking strange. Wait a second. What'd you call it? What'd you call it? A Pepsi commercial? You know, the Pepsi, it's a Pepsi commercial. That's how I know it. That's how you know that is from a Pepsi commercial. Yeah. This part. Yeah. What's the the song that you hear? Uh, um, uh, I know the song. I can't think of it right now. I'm thinking of the tune, but I can't get the tune right. Hit me because I keep thinking of Finny, 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 and that's not it. I no, try to discover. That's not it. What was that? You sounded like Olaf for a second there. I was a little confused. <laughs> I'm going to say something. Who the fuck is Olaf? From Frozen, the snowman? Yo, dude, Frozen was past when you guys were kids. I didn't have to see any other animation. Yes, you did. You watched it 17 times with B and the kids when they were in town, and you know it. I did. So you definitely know who Olaf is. But speaking of, we also passed the guy dressed up as Olaf on the strip. And I was like, yo, why is Olaf 7'2"? I was really confused. Dude was a gigantic snowman. He, his name isn't Olaf. His name is Olaf. <laughs> hey, uh, what's the name of the Night of the Roxbury? What is that song? Tell me how it goes. In your head, how does it go? Hold on. Give me this some is All I'm hearing is bam, 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 bam. Our phone's up, so neither of us can do anything. Is it mom right there? Nope, she's a, she's back at her place right now. Uh, hey Milo, do you know what song I'm talking about? Who <laughs> he just shook his head. Hey, Milo, my dog. Jeez. He just he just did this. He I went, Milo, you know the words, and he went. I can't believe I don't remember the night at the rock. Look, dude, this came from a sketch on SNL with Chris. I I, I remember the SNL skit, and then it also transferred to a Pepsi commercial. I think it was a Super Bowl commercial like that same year. That's why I remember it. Um, Oh, it's driving me crazy. We're going to come back to that. We're going to come back to that. Um, But so, yeah, in Vegas, uh, we did a little uh, little mushrooms. And like I said, when I was in Tempe, like I, I freaked out. So I... I was like, yeah, I'll do a little bit, but I, I won't expect like much. First of all, mushrooms we took were way stronger than I had imagined. Oh yeah. my God. And uh, and we took a little bit, like not even that much, and it was great. We had such a good time. We went out that night. I won 350 bucks at a slot machine, which was cool. Nice. And so we did well. And then later that night, uh, I stayed even and played here and there, made my money back. And then my buddy McKay went to a Mad Max machine and he won like 450 bucks. So I was nice. like, right, fucking right. So we cashed out and we left for the night. We got home at like 5 a.m. Um, we actually took mushrooms twice that night. So once the first batch wore off, we had a little bit left and we just decided to to bottoms up. So we just took the rest of it. And, and were so, these short and stubbies or long stems? Short, short and stubby. I like short and stubbies. Those ones were that's crazy. And so I uh, went back the next day and I was like, yeah, man, you know, like we did well last night. Let's keep going. First first hour out there or maybe two hours, I lose all $300, every single bit. And I was like, fuck, man. All slots, yeah? All slots because we played blackjack. We played blackjack the night before in the Bellagio, played four hands, lost everything because it was a $15 table. So Can I ask like, you a question? Like, yeah. What is it about slots that you like – and what slots do you like? It's the lights, man. It's just the inner mm-hmm. like I like the interactive slot machines where if you hit a bonus, you get to go up to the big screen and do something else, like spin a yeah. wheel or something like that. Like those ones for me are always the most fun. But the trick is, or for me, is don't ever go to the ones with a million dollar plus jackpot because you're never gonna fucking win anything. That's why that jackpot is so high. So you like the wheel, of, the wheel of fortune ones and all those big ones, like no one ever hits those. Ever. I I have to tell you, so I usually only gamble stoned, right? Right. And whether it's mushrooms or or weed. And so blackjack is no good for me. It's too still. Yeah. But I like slots and I like craps too because it's communal. Mom is the best craps player alive. Oh, she studies those rules, bro. All right. So keep – go back. Go back. What – so – So I like the big – I like the big, big, like the ones with a lot of lights and the ones that are – you know, out there because also on shrooms, I was like, Oh, that looks like fun. So, you know, I gravitated towards them 
for me, the first time I went to Vegas, it was the Lord of the Rings machine. Lord nice. of the Rings machine, solid, super solid. Love it. Uh, winner. Because also, big Lord of the Rings fan over here. Um, What's the then, best Lord of the Rings movie? I think the second one. Tower? To Two Towers? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, it's hard to argue any of them. So if you would say, good. if you if you had given me, yeah, if you had given me one, three, or two, I'd be like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, the only the Hobbit, the Hobbit's a different story though, because yeah, the I, first Hobbit is arguably one of the most boring movies I've ever seen in my entire life. I I would just say this: they stuck true to the book. The Which first is great. Third, yeah, the first third of that book, there's not a whole lot of action. But nope. for somebody who's a bit, a bit of a nerd for the book, like I was okay. Yeah, I know you love the storyline and the lore is always great. Like you love those kind of movies. But when you go see The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings or something like that, you're expecting to see fights for about, I don't know, at least half the movie. Yeah. So, but like that, that Battle of the Five Armies, the third Hobbit was the most, you know, just so you know, the most on screen deaths ever in a movie ever. What? Yeah, 100%. It's the most on screen deaths ever. How do you know that? Movie fact. Movie fact? What is? What do you mean movie fact? What does that just mean? A movie just fact? A, just a fun fact? Is there a website just called Movie Fact? I bet you there's a. I bet you. I bet you ten dollars right now if you googled moviefacts.com, it would pop up. I bet you're right. Yeah. Um, and then for me, the other one is oh. I found a Ghostbusters machine, which I had never seen before. I'd never seen a Ghostbusters slot machine. And yes, OG. So like Bill Murray and all those guys. And I only say Bill Murray and all those guys because I don't know any of the other actors' names. Anyways. Um, but the best part about the machine is it was 4D. So the whole time the screen is popped out at you. Like it's like it's right there. On so mushrooms. I was like – On mushrooms? On mushrooms. And even sober, it was still popping out. And I was like, yo, this machine's awesome. How much you make? So we sat there. And then also, but the coolest part about the machine was, is like the screen above you was like an interactive screen. So you could put your hand up to it and move things on the screen. Like Wait, it like was minority report shit. Dude, it was so cool. And so even when you would just spin or spun and nothing happened, if you did this and it was like a flashlight on the screen. So if you moved it to each corner, the little green ghost would come out and do a little animation and then disappear. And I was like, dude, this is fucking cool. Dude, by the way, can I just tell you from our house, if you step out into the street and look down, I you can, can see, the strip. see the strip. Well, you're – well, I'm not going to tell everybody where you live. Good idea. So I'll leave it at that. Um, but that's, that's awesome. Yeah, dude. I mean, think about it. Like it's one of the biggest source of lights in like all of the country. Yo, it was, it's so weird when you look this way, right at night, it's pitch black. There's shit all. And you yeah. turn this way and I'm like, yo, like the sky it's crazy. Is, and last night the clouds were real weird. And one of the, I don't know which casino, or whatever has a the light Luxor. The Luxor. shooting up. Yeah, well, well, I was high, so I just imagined the light shooting down, and I was like, "This is amazing!" You know, it's crazy. I love that. I love that. But so on the Ghostbuster machine, when you spin, so you know, like when you get a bonus wheel, it's like a bonus, bonus, and then a bonus, and it shoots you up to the top screen, and you get like a like a free spin or something like that, like just for any of those games. So when the first bonus pops up on the screen for the Ghostbusters, I can you can put your hand out and control and choose when to drop. So I was sitting out there and it was it would shoot like electricity out of your hands. I felt like a Sith Lord. Like I truly felt like Kylo Ren. Like it was fucking awesome. So I'd sit there and just go, bah, and I would get the bonus and it would get it. I would do it. It was so much fun. But so off of that, that, oh dude, we gotta do it. So off of that, I think I won three hundred bucks again. That's awesome, dude. Dropped off again. So we lost all that. And then I came back and I just chose a random machine. And uh, I hit a huge, massive, like a, a nice jackpot. And I won like 600 bucks. Do you know, and by the way, that is awesome. And can I tell so you? I, I walked out of Sin City 600 up. So, dude, 600 yeah. up is amazing. Can I, I have, can I tell you two things? One, here's my theory on it's probably not a great theory. And one, I tried to get past your mom, but she didn't go for this. I remember, you know, when I used to come here with your uncles and cousins. Right. 
remember I came here once with $500 in my pocket, which at the time was a, a good amount of money for me. Right. And I came back and your mom was like, how'd you do? And I was like, I broke even. And she was like, oh, you have that $500. I go, no, no, I don't have any money. And she was like, but you, you left with 500. And I go, yeah, but I broke even because I'm at zero. I didn't go get nope. more money. And she goes, that's not breaking even. Because I used to, I told her, I go, I, I would come here with $500 in my brain was what I was going to lose. I had a bad mentality about it. So that's breaking the wrong even, mentality. Breaking even was, she got me one time, by the way, she went to the mall and I was like, hey, that, I thought you were going to spend any money. She goes, no, I broke even. I go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, you got me. But can I tell you my – so I went um, – I was at Mohegan Sun a couple of weeks ago. Right. And I like to take mushrooms two or three times a year and just play slots. I take mushrooms more right. than two times a year. It's so much fun. Oh, I love that. Right. And so I'm, I'm winning money. But also when I take mushrooms, I am generally chilly. I'm a little cold. I run a little cold. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And um, I, I'll, I rub my nipples some. Like this. Don't worry about it. So fortunate thing that you do. I know. So I'm, I'm pulling some ring, ding, ding, ring, ding, 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 and I'm making money and I'm rubbing my nipples and ring, ding, ding, and money. And, and there was a dude sitting next to me, Jakey. And he looks at me and he goes, hey. I go, yeah. And he goes, you rub your nipples for good luck? And I was high, but not too high to mess with somebody, you know? So I just looked at him, I go, yeah. Yeah. And so he and I were pulling slots, rubbing our nipples together for like 30 minutes, meeting this stranger. And he was like, I'm not winning. I'm like, keep rubbing them. <laughs> we just rubbed our nipples together, me that and this dude. Is insane. But you know what the weird part about doing mushrooms in Vegas was? Yeah. The whole night, like McKay and I walking around, obviously like, Bunch of people. It's Sin City. There's so many lights. But it was weird. Like I felt like there was just a scene in a movie where there was a camera on us at all times. But everything behind McKay was just a blurry background. The only thing in focus for us all night was just hanging out with each other. Like The only thing in focus that we could see clear enough was each other. Everything else behind us was just blurry. It's really what I love. So I don't take mushrooms. I don't really take hero journeys anymore. I don't need to do that. No. It's what I love about the amount of mushrooms that I take. It's always fun. And it so always fun. it's always just about the people you're with at the moment. Except yeah. except that show and so we Oh Jesus. Yo. Okay. First of all, let me say this real quick about the Heyman tattoos. Oh yeah, let's get that. And I want to apologize to everybody because I forgot to set up the Heyman email. So I will do that today. Uh, it, I'm, I'm assuming nobody has Hey Man Pod H E Y M A A A N exclamation point pod at Gmail. That's what it'll be. Send your questions in there. Um, by the way, it can be parent questions, kid questions, any questions, doesn't matter. We'll yeah. answer. Um, what was I saying? Oh, the Hey Man. That's so, okay. I we both had forgotten that we had talked about Heyman tattoos, but we yeah. did that in the same episode where you talked about getting handcuffed. <laughs> so, here is my offer. We are not going to design the tattoo. No, but if you design it and send it in to that email, mm-hmm. Jacob and I will pick the top three and pay for your tattoo. Yerp. So whoever is down, now we don't, I want to see what your designs are. Hey man. And we will pay for those. Okay. I'm in for it. Uh, you into it? Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Me too, dude. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really good. And by the way, Jacob Wool, huh. I want to ask you something and then let's get into some other things. I think we had written down to talk about, right? Yeah. I got a, I got a couple over here. Okay. How does it feel? And be completely honest. And guys, this is happening more and more to him. How does it feel to be recognized 
out on those streets and acknowledge. I got, like, hey. I got recognized in a bar last night. How, was, I'm curious how it feels. I remember, look, man, uh, let me start so you don't feel trapped into saying something, right? I remember when I first it first started happening to me. Mm-hmm. It's a super cool feeling to know that you're doing something that people take enough notice of to then recognize you and be like, hey, I want to talk to that dude. Like it was always super humbling in that way. So just so you know, dude, if it feels good, it's supposed to. Yeah. I mean, look, it's always very flattering for somebody. I have no idea. I've never met before. Never seen a picture of to go, Hey, are you, are are you, well, you see, you know, the thing I still get is, Hey, are you Josh Wolf's kid? So I still get that. So I still don't get, Hey, are you Jacob Wolf? I still get, Hey, are you that comics kid? Is that probably? You know, it, it is here and there. Like as of right now, like not really. Because, you know, we're still establishing and still getting there. But I still know that I'm my own person and all that stuff. So it is what it is. Like it's not it's not something new. You know what I'm saying? Like it's something I've gotten my whole life. Like as jokes on Spade, uh, the guy who runs the front of house just called me Josh Wolf's son. Yeah. And that was and that was just the joke we ran for the whole entire show. And, you know, I'm a good sport about it. So there's nothing really to it. Um, but sh- woman at the bar last night, the only reason we went up to her is because she had her pit bull in the bar. And I was like, well, I know where I'm sitting. Um, went up to the dog. Her name was tuna fish. She was so the dog's nice. name was tuna fish. Yep. That's amazing. She was a German shepherd pit bull mix and she was all brindle. She was beautiful and such a sweetheart, like such a good dog. Um, and so she looks at me and she goes, you look really familiar. And I go, and so people always say that to me and I go, and I don't ever want to be the guy that's like, yeah, you probably see my videos on the internet and they're circulating, the ones that have a bunch of views, this and that. Like, I, I don't like being that guy. Like, uh, that, that's not who I am at all. I'm not one to just yeah. come out and be like, oh, yeah, I'm the one that has, you know, this many views on this video on, on the internet. Like, no. I always start with, oh, yeah, people tell me I look like Kylo Ren. I, that's just how I always started. Cause, yeah. And I, because I, I want them to do the work. I'm not going to come out and say, I'm in these videos, this and that, this and that. And so she goes, yeah, I, I could have pinpoint that. Like that, that seems right. She goes, but are you a comic son? Like, have you guys been doing videos recently? And I go, yeah, that that too. And so we just started talking, and she kept saying how she her dad uh, runs the comedy department at uh, Gershwin. Uh, at, Gersh. her, at Gersh, her dad's a comedy agent. And she was like, well, we should exchange info, so because you know this and that. And if your dad wants to come here, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you later. And it just kind of migrated somewhere else. Did you get her info? No, she said she was going to give me your info, followed us somewhere, and then found a boy and just left. Um, Let me ask you something, dude. Was Has there been a point in your life where the Josh Wolf son thing was bothering you more than it is now? Maybe like probably a year ago. Um, but, you know, it, it's just – look, and also here's the thing. I take pride in being your kid. Does that make sense? Like I, yeah. I enjoy – being your kid. And I like that people know that I'm your kid and that's good for me. Like I'm fine with that. Cause I also know at the same time I am my own person and we're doing our thing together, but there's still, you know, we're still two separate people. Um, so it, for me, yeah, it, it's, it's not really, it's not really a thing for me right now. Just so you know, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if you were like, Hey dude, we got to not do as much stuff together. Like, this 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 us being one entity thing is not doing it for me anymore because I, I understand being your age and wanting to be your own dude. And, and also I understand that, you know, by the way, and I understand that I can be over overbearing, right? But it, it's it's not you. I guess it's more just your your like your stature of who you are. Does that make sense? I guess. I don't consider myself to have a stature. Um well, and but also neither to me. You're just you're my dad to me. So that's yeah. why this has never been a problem because we're doing content together, and that for me has always been fun. You know, our dream is to have that TV show together. So yeah. you know, if if we're gonna push to do that, this is what we got to do. And when when everything settles up and falls in line, like I know my time will come, but I have no problem doing what we're doing right now together. By the way, guys, the TV show that he and I have always wanted to do is like a competition show, like a Dirty Jobs almost kind of thing. Like anything I can do, I can do. Better. You can do. I can do better. 
But my theory is that my generation has a better work ethic and can get shit done faster and better. And his his thing is that his generation works smarter, not harder. And for sure, if there was a task, he could get his done first. And so we would all, we've always wanted to do some kind of a dirty jobsy kind of competition show. Like a best of three, loser has to do something stupid, winner gets a prize. Yeah. And my prize would just be able to go neener, neener, neener. Like I don't need a prize other than uh, – You took that from me from the trip because I said I beat you to Vegas and I said neener, neener, neener. You think I stole neener, neener, neener from you? No, you definitely didn't, but I was the last one to use it, so you stole it from me. Wow. By the way, you beat me because I let you beat me. Isn't that what happened? Yeah, dude. I was driving in a car, and you were driving. We were leaving like three hours after you, stopping two hours during the day, and still almost. Wait, wait, wait. Did you let that happen, or was that, you know, just had to happen? That's part of a road trip, man. You can't look, leaving three hours late isn't my fault. Well, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how was your trip, dude? How the trip was you? good, man. We had a good time. McKay and I spitballed some TV ideas and some fun show ideas in the car. Um, I think our winner is something I'm not, I'll tell you off camera so that people aren't going to. Um, but then here's the funny part. So just to start it off. So we got to LAX. Um, we got to LAX for our flight. And it was an early one, probably an 8 a.m. You're assuming that people know where you're flying and when you were flying. Sorry. When we flew to Nashville to drive this truck, my McKay and I flew out of L- LA, which is LAX is our airport. Um, and so I'm going through TSA, which I think is the same everywhere. So I don't have to clarify on that one. And we get through TSA and, you know, out of LA, you're allowed to are you, fly. Are you pre-check? Huh? Are you pre-check? No, I'm not TSA pre-check. Even when you book flights now, I don't get that. Okay. Which is a bummer. But I, I'm thinking about getting it because it's like, what, 80 bucks for like five years, something like that. Okay. I'll pay. I'm probably going to do that. Anyways, so out of LA, the rule since about 2018 is you're legally allowed to fly out of LAX in your carry-on with up to an ounce of cannabis, and that's just the law. And so TSA is like, oh, we're California peace agents, so we enforce the laws of California. The only thing is if you get to another state and you get caught with it somewhere, we can't help you. That's just the law, and that's just what it is. And I'm like, yeah, okay, we're good with that. I'm cool with that. Like that, That doesn't hurt my feelings. So obviously I have, I don't have like anything crazy. I mean, I got like two or three eighths in my bag and nothing ever crazy. You know, I get through security like always super easy. There's a gentleman who's sitting handcuffed about 10 feet from us. No, I look on the TSA counter and you ever seen one of those pound bag of weeds, like, like a pound bag, like a really big bag. He, he tried to get through security with four pounds of weed. Four pounds. And so he's just sitting there. He's smiling too. Like he's like, oh, I probably got enough money to get out of this anyways, like this and that. But also on the counter were other eighth packages with all these colors. Like he was going to redistribute these four pounds. They weren't just for him. Like he was a dealer. And he's sitting there and there's fucking four cops. He's handcuffed and sitting down. He's smiling, but like. Any question they asked him, he answered. He was like, yep, this and that, this and that, this and that. And I was like, I mean, you got to be the stupidest person of all time to fly four pounds, dude, four of them. By the way, that was all I could see. I don't even know if there was more. That was all that was on the table. Yo, Yo. like that's somebody from out of state who wants to be out of state. No, this was someone who was in the business. This was someone who was – a plug in a different state kind of stuff. That's what I'm saying. He's from out of state. He, by the way, he's not a dealer dealer because dealer dealers have their, they don't need to fly to California. They send some dumb fuck like this. Yeah. I just don't even know how he acquired four pounds because he went to fucking, he was there for two, two weeks and he bought the maximum amount every day. But the maximum amount every day without a recreational card is one ounce. So he would have had to have gone. If what if he has gone, a rec card? How much can he buy? If you have a rec card, I don't think there is a legal limit. 
Well, there you go, man. Maybe he, he, has, to, he has to be from yeah. So he had to be from LA. But again, yeah. man, like you know, where I where I get my weed from sometimes is dispensary, sometimes it's from a buddy. But you know, those big pound bags you don't get from a dispensary. Like you can't buy that there. Like that's you, not allowed. You gotta be. He was going back door somewhere else. I told you about the time that they took all my edibles out of my bag, right? Yeah. Good God. And they just so, took it out of the bag and didn't say anything. They were just looking for almonds. Fuck. Almonds. So weird. So weird. Yeah. And, so oh. I was like, and McKay and I walked by and we both looked at each other and I just laughed. And I was like, you got to be the stupidest motherfucker of all time. Like, that's crazy. That is Super crazy dumb. to me. Super dumb. Yeah. So that is. was just to start off the trip. That was before yeah. we even got on the flight. Can I say one thing? Huh? That. Can we talk about the time that me, you, and your mom went to Mexico? Oh, and I brought I brought wax. You brought weed with you to fucking Mexico? Well, okay, so this is what happened. International? Yeah. Hey, man, I was 16. I wasn't thinking at the time. But also, now that I think about it, they're not worried about you bringing drugs into Mexico. They're worried about you bringing them out. Uh, no. If you get caught, you remember going in, the there was that light bulb that – it, it, when you walk through it, if it turned red, they check your shit. And if it turned green, they don't. And it's luck of the draw. Yeah. Yo, dude, if you would pop red, we'd still be in jail. Did I ever tell you about the time we Scott Wolf and I went to Mexico? And we didn't know about the red light, green light. It was our first time when we went to Cabo. It was a, I had just gotten my first little bit of money. And I called him on the phone. I was like, listen, dude, nobody else I know has any money except for you. Come to Cabo with me. He was like, all right. Yeah, okay. And so we went down. And at the time, we were doing ecstasy. And so I had brought a bunch of ecstasy with me. But by the time you get in that line, man, there's no time to throw out your drugs. No. So you're you're, you're caught going through your shit and throwing it out. You're arrested right there in line. You're fucking in it, you know? Yeah. And so I – oh, dude. I was sweating, bro. I was looking at Scott like, oh, no. Because I couldn't have – the Party 5 guy couldn't be the dude holding the drug. Oh, you know? no. Oh, no, no. I got to tell you at some point in time, I, with Scott's blessing, some stories from down there. Not on this podcast. For yeah, no. I, I definitely want those stories. Um, I definitely yeah. do. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, but the drive was cool, man. You know, he he's a great driver as well, and he's – you know, up to speed and knows how to drive one of those things. So it was easy for us. We, you know, first day I was just first day. I was so tired for some reason. So he drove the whole first day. Second day I drove eight hours cause he had a headache. And then third day we split. It. And so we just, we just knocked it out. You know, what was your favorite drive and what was your favorite stop? We tried to find a, a gas station to come and go gas station. Cause they have the best merch of all time because it's just fucking great merch. Like their merch we is so eat. funny. You've never seen the gas station come and go merch? No. Oh, dude. I was hoping we could find one because I had mom's card and I was going to call you and be like, hey, I'm buying us all hoodies with mom's card. Okay, bye. And I was just going to buy fucking come and go gas station hoodies, but we didn't fucking see one. So I was bummed. But they have great. I don't even know what you're talking about. You've never seen a gas station that's called come and go with a K? No. You've never seen it? What? Okay. So so besides the point, like they have great merch. So just know. So best drive? That Flagstaff drive was really fun. So from Flagstaff to Vegas was about four and a half hours. It's beautiful out there in northern Arizona. It's really really gorgeous out there. What's up? See the Hoover Dam? Yeah, we passed by the Hoover Dam. I honked my big horn and scared the shit out of people, which was great. Yeah, um, yeah. Really enjoyed that. I had one woman practically throw her phone in the air, so that that was awesome. Would have been so good if it fell over the Hoover Dam. Um, it's kind of what I was aiming for was somebody to drop something. Um, not going to lie. It's kind of a dick move, but would have been really funny. Um, the Hoover Dam was great. Um, but right there, you know, driving a big truck like that, there's a crazy like six or 7% grade. So yeah. we took that one pretty slow. And then the uphill, we could only go like 35 or 40 miles an hour. Um, so that was like the tougher part of the drive for the truck. But other than that, we did well. Um, yeah, stops were easy. It was good. We stopped in Gallup, New Mexico. By the way, mm-hmm. to me, New Mexico landscape wise, it doesn't get a whole much more beautiful. 
than no, it's 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 pretty gorgeous out there. Oh lord, Albuquerque is just boring as shit. So you know your mom can't sleep with Indiana in the same room because he snores so loud, and so it makes it really hard for both of us. Right, but I'm a little bit of a deeper sleeper than she is, and oh yeah, and so but when he takes his drugs, he snores like a motherfucker. But anyways, in Gallup, the the rule at the hotel for the dogs was all the dog rooms were on the first floor. So I wake up in the morning and you know, this dude, our little guy likes to look out the window. Yeah. So I, I pull the curtain and pull it back a little bit so he can look out the window. I walk in to take my morning dookie and I'm on my phone and I just kind of, I hear him barking and I look up and I look over and I realize that, I forget I'm on the first floor because I always request not first floor rooms. Right. And I, in the hotel room, I poop with the door open just because there's nobody else there. And why gather the smell? Why, you know what I mean? Why sit in it? Let's let it circulate and out the vents and all that stuff. Well, guess what? From the parking lot, you could see me doing. Oh. Totally waved at some dude who waved at me first while I was taking a shit. Hilarious. Jake. That is amazing. Oh, dude, I put my mask on. So I was like, man, I, I just don't want to see that dude. So I put my mask on and changed hats. And I'm like, he won't recognize me. He's looking for that one guy with this hat. He was looking for the dude with the Tribe Kelly hat. Oh, yeah. So he could, hey, I saw you taking a shit in your bed. And you're yeah, hey, thanks, man. <laughs> now that would have been so good. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh dude. Driving with Indiana. He would just put his face like right here and just start. Little buddy. Oh my god. Yeah, our, our, our little fellow just sleeps on road trips. Like he'll just he'll just lay in Iman's lap and just It's so cool. How how was your Christmas, dude? This is the Christmas second is good, Christmas man. Row. How many this is the second Christmas in a row where we haven't seen you? Yeah, second Christmas in a row we've been separate. I mean, Christmas was great, man. She really spoiled me um, and really took it to a, another level of amazing. So it was good, man. We had a good time. No Christmas tree this year, which was weird. I think it's my first Christmas without a Christmas tree. Um, but we still had a good time, man. We still always make it work. And, you know, there's always family out here. But being with uh, being with my girl for Christmas is awesome. What's the best Christmas present you've ever gotten? And what's the worst? The worst is all those fucking clothes you guys always got me when I was a kid. I didn't want those. I wanted toys. But now as an adult, I'll take the clothes. Well, uh, do you know what the clothes were for? Huh? The clothes were because – and people have argued about that before. Those aren't Christmas presents. Those are necessities. Yeah, but when you can only afford necessities, necessities. sometimes they have Fair. to double as Christmas presents. Yeah, that's fine. That's you cool know? with me. Oh, yeah. Still counts as the worst Christmas present. Um, <laughs> um best one best one I don't know man like she really went all out this year she got me three pairs of shoes she got us tickets to Jack Harlow to see in concert she's gonna pay for my tattoo for Jackson which is super awesome can I tell um, you something yeah when you told us how excited you were for Jack Harlow tickets I pretended like I knew who he was remember that okay so there's that song out right now that's called what's poppin um, remember I told, I played you a song and I showed you and it was this skinny little white guy with curly oh, hair. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Him. Him. So we get to go see him live, which is awesome because he's unreal. He's so talented. Um, so that's at the Novo, uh, in downtown. So yeah. it's a small, smaller venue, but also yeah. this is going to be our first crowd work since Astroworld. So. Well, that's right, dude. Yeah. But I, his vibe and his fans are not like that. It's going to be a smaller venue, so not that many people, but it's whoever's on the floor is on the floor kind of stuff. So I think it's going to be, I, I think we're going to be okay. But, I, you know, we're also going in with the mindset that, hey, if you don't feel comfortable and you don't feel safe, let's go. Like, let's get out. Like, no, no yeah. shame, no, no harm, no foul. Let's go. Yeah. So we're going to do that. Um, I got her tickets to New York. She's never been to New York. Uh, so we're flying out there in February. Um, go look at the dope-ass hotel that we're not going to mention. Yep, dope-ass hotel. Um, 
got an Andy Warhol coffee book or coffee table book. It's uh, his complete discography from all of his magazine cover or all of his magazine work. Um, and so she's a big Andy Warhol fan. It's her, it's her favorite artist. So we're going to go out to New York and see some of his stuff in person. Cause that's where he was in his prime. Uh, probably we got to do the empire state building. You know what I'm saying? Like she's got to do it. You got to see yeah. New York from up there. It's breathtaking. Do you uh, remember going to New York? Me, you, Caitlin? I have That's what I'm saying. I haven't been to New York since I was 10. Is that possibly true? Out of all the trips you and I have taken together, you've never come to New York with me? Yeah. I haven't been back to New York since that trip. Holy shit. Yeah, man. It's been a long time since I've been back to the Big Apple. Um, What are you looking forward to the most besides – I'm just excited to experience it at a different viewpoint. You know, Like I'm going back with a different vantage point because I'm I'm 24 going on 25 now instead of being 10. So 15 years. It's a huge difference. Um, just, just, I'm about to be 25 in March, man. Oh my God. So, you know, seeing, seeing New York from a different view is going to be cool. Um, you know, I'm excited to go out there for the weather. It's, you know, February is supposed to be the snowiest month of the year for New York. Um, so I tried to time that for Iman as well. She's never seen snowfall. So I'm trying to get that in there as well. Um, but I'm just excited to go back, man. It's been a long time since I've been back there and just to, I'm excited for the food, man. I'm excited to go back out here and have some maybe some good Italian, get out to one of those delis out there in Brooklyn, maybe take a train out there. But I'm I'm excited for the food for sure. Dude, where because 25 to me is a milestone age. Yeah. Quarter 13, of a century, maybe. 13 to me it's 10. Yep. 13. Yep. 16. Yep. 18, yep. 21, 21, 25, 30. 50. Oh, you want 30, 40, 50? 30, 35, 50. Why 35? Uh, you're officially closer to 50 than you are to 20. Ah, uh, that's kind of funny. Yo, uh, I, okay. that, that hit me. That hit me 35 to – honestly, after 35, I haven't really thought – you know 50 didn't hit me. No. I don't feel any different than I did when I was 35. Right. Um, but 35 and I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're really a grown-up at 35 because you're closer to 50 than you are to 20. So it's like that feels like when you you know the you know when the roller coaster goes click 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 yeah. click 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 mm-hmm. that last click is 35 and then everything goes vroom, straight down. Is life's just downhill from there. Is that why? I think that you get smarter at life at 35. I did. I mean, yeah, with, with not with everybody, but with age comes a little more wisdom for sure. Yeah. I think the, I think for me specifically, as I started to lose testosterone, I became better at life. Mm, all right. Less reactionary. Um, le- my, less type of mood swings. Not as quick to anger. Although I've never been quick to anger. Right. You, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but let me ask you, so 25 being a milestone age. Did you ever have in your mind where you'd be, what you would be doing at 25? You know, for the longest time, I wanted to be, you know, a professional athlete. So at 25, I just figured I'd be in the league. What league? All honesty, MLB. I always thought I'd play baseball. So, yeah. and then, but then, you know, at 14, when that dream disappeared fast, I just, uh, I, I, you know, for the longest time, I've just never really thought about where I'd be at a certain age. I've just been kind of going with life and just taking each punch and opening each new door and closing old doors and, you know, just, uh, just, just going on and seeing where life puts me, wherever it's going to put me. A couple things I want to mention real quick. One, just know that closing doors and opening new ones, the earlier you can learn that closing chapters and moving on from people and things is not a negative. It's what life is. And the longer you hold on to things yeah. that feel like it's time to let go of, the longer you'll be stuck in that chapter of your life. Absolutely. So, so life is about chapters. Now, you know people who are stuck in high, high school, right? Yeah. 
they're stuck in that chapter of their life because they've never closed it. So it's impossible for them to move on. And you shouldn't feel bad when you lose touch with people, dude. There are people in different chapters that served a purpose in that chapter. And the fact that you lose touch with that person is not a negative about that person or you, or it's just a change in chapter. For example, and this isn't it, but say you had a chapter of your life called Jersey Mike's. Mm -hmm. There were some people during that Jersey Mike chapter that were really fucking important that you no longer need to be in touch with every day Mm -hmm. and that are in live in that chapter. And now when you move forward, it doesn't mean that that chapter never existed or you don't like those people, but it's just different. I I have chaps, my Seattle chapter, my, you know, uh, uh, luxury apartment chapter. Right. Uh, And by the way, guys, when I say luxury apartment, it was, it's kind of tongue in cheek. It was called the luxury apartments, but it was anything but not very luxury. Uh, No. But you know what I mean? So that's important yeah. for you to know. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I learned that a lot during COVID. That was the big one for me. Really? Was, yeah, you know why. Like All right, right, right. with the breakup and losing friends and, you know, it just just took some time to figure some life out. And, you know, it, it takes time to figure life out. And that's why we're here for X amount of years. You know, I'm going to 100, man. I, I'm, I'm living to 100. I got I'm at 25 this year. I got 75 more to go. I know you are. Let me ask you something when you lost those friends and I know you know who you're talking about. And that was, there was a couple that was kind of devastating. And I remember talking to your mom coming out the other end of that, of coming out the other end of that and knowing how catastrophic it felt at the moment. Looking back, you can give me your honest assessment. Like, yeah, one of those is still catastrophic to me and one isn't or, or no. yeah, those, or neither one bummed me out. Or now, actually, I'm glad because my I don't think about that shit anymore, and I realized how much I thought about unnecessary. Like, where where are you with that now? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much right there at that point. Like for me, like I, people come and go. Those who choose to make the effort to stick around are the ones that you're gonna want to stick around. They chose not to make the effort. They chose to take another route. And for me, it just shows a true color that may have been there the whole time. And you know, it's nothing bad that you know. Uh, what happened uh, happened, um, but you know they they chose to not put in effort. And so for me, like I, I'm not going to put an effort towards someone to keep you in my life if you don't want to put the effort to stay in. So for me, it's just more just kind of looking at it and going, yeah, you know, it is what it is. It happened. Hope they're doing well. But uh, that chapter in my life and our friendship, that's just not there anymore. Okay. So two last things before we wrap up. Yeah, I was going to say because I'm going to miss a vet appointment yeah. for this little guy. One, have you remembered the night of the Roxbury song? Nope. Damn it. Wait. Bing, 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 that's not it. Bing, 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 bing. Mm, it's something. It's not bing, 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 No, it's not. I can't. Anyway. That's the cross between Night of the Roxbury and Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, shit. Um, my last here's, – here's the one question, fan question we're going to answer. Mm-hmm. I got this from Jesse on Instagram. And start the hey man pod right uh, hey man h e y a a a n exclamation point pod at gmail.com will be the place where you can answer questions. That'll be a separate pod, guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's a question Can you think of a decision that I made, or me and your mom made, or your mom made, that at the time you were like vehemently disagreed with? But it ended up that your parents or that we were right. Pulling me out of Notre Dame. Oh, interesting. Tell everybody. Pulling me out of Notre Dame was the best thing that ever happened to me. One of them, easily. Uh, I was able to go into my senior year with confidence and liking the. What was Notre Dame? What was happening? So so Notre Dame. Notre Dame was was my first high school that I chose to. I'd wanted to go there since I was. 12. We had passed it every day on the way to my middle school. We lived down the street from it. I wanted to go play baseball. I want to play basketball. I wanted to be Friday night lights. I wanted that high school experience. I ended up getting picked on pretty much my freshman year until I left my junior year, my first semester. It was, it was hell for me. Like it was hard. I got targeted at football. I got, I got memes made about me from the popular kids. Like uh, my grades suffered, like all that stuff. And I just, I just wasn't having a good time. Uh, but I was never going to say that because it's the school I had always dreamed about going to. So after yeah. my first semester, my junior year, my grades weren't good enough. And my parents both said, Hey, it, it's time. Like, we're just not, we can't pay X amount a year for you to go here, for you to not be doing well enough, 
Um, and it's just we've given we you a chance. Did. Just so you and know, it just you know, it also just affected my grades. It affected my social life. Like it just had affected me all the way around. We also both knew what was happening. Yeah, um, so we did not that helped a lot. To, we did not want to say blame it on that because you would have really been like, that's not the reason. Like I can tough through this. And both she and I were having a hard time watching you go through it. And we also both knew that we couldn't be parents who went into school and was like, Hey, my kid, because then you're really going to get picked up. Absolutely. Um, But then y'all ended up transferring me, but then I eventually accepted and said, well, can I at least pick the school that I'm going to go to? And both of you guys went, well, yeah, where do you want to go? And I said, champs which is a performing arts high school in Van Nuys, which was about 15 minutes from us. But it's where everybody I went to middle school with had gone for high school. Mm-hmm. So I, I, going into almost my senior year, I did not want to go to a new school and be the new kid for my senior year and have to make all these new friends and be the outcast again because it's not what I wanted to do. So I wanted to just pick up right where I left off with my buddies at, at Milliken, which was my middle school, and uh, chose to go there, reconnected with a lot of old friends, walked on to the varsity basketball team that next year, uh, they made a flag football team around me that next year and yeah. a volleyball team. Um, so, you, you know, know, dude, I was so proud of that. The dude was like, they, you're look athletically, you were at, you were crushing and you had tons of bounce in those legs. And I remember the guy, the volleyball dude called me and he was like, I'm going to start a volleyball team. And I was like, okay. And he was like, has Jacob ever played? I'm like, no. And he was like, well, I'm going to ask him if he wants to play. Cause we're going to start the volleyball team around him. I'm like, Okay. Yeah, he called me in. He goes, hey, you ever played volleyball? I go, no. He goes, do you want to? I go, I mean, basketball's over, so sure, it's my senior year. Why not? And he goes, we just need an athlete that people are going to want to play with. And I was like, yeah. that's the highest compliment. I'll take that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So but I was like, yeah, man, let's do it. We went one and nine. We were terrible. You are one of the best teammates. You love being part of a team. I love that about you, man. You love being part of it. I know it yeah, is. Man, it's the best. Dude, a couple things about that year in sports. One – I really thought you were going to dunk in a game over that dude. Your uncle Jonathan and I were there. You were driving baseline. You went up, and I was like, "Oh, he's got it." I didn't you know I was that high. It. I didn't know I was you that had high. it, and then you just turned it Let over. It go. You yeah. almost dropped the ball into the hoop. I, I mean, fi- I finger rolled to the top, and you know what? I regret. Like I wanted to do it later on that game because when I went by and I made that, I ran by the opposing bench, and the coach looked at me and said, "I knew you weren't going to dunk that." And then after the game and we beat his team by 35, he no. came up and got our phone numbers because he was like, oh, I coach AAU. And I was like, dude, you're sorry. I'm not playing for you. Like, get get the hell out of my gym. Yo, bro, when you went up, Jonathan and I grabbed each other like, oh, my God, here it comes, here it comes. I should have. And um, the only other time I, I attempted a dunk, I got rejected by the rim, so I never went back out for one. I will tell you, champs is also the only time two things happen. I regretted saying something to you at a sporting event and you looked at me like you wanted to kill me. Do you remember what that was? At a champ sporting event? No. Let me narrow down the sport. It's football. No. Was it basketball? No. It was volleyball. Oh my God, I'm going to fucking kill you for this. I had pneumonia and yeah. I decided to play a Michael Jordan flu game on my freaking birthday because yeah. I was like, I'm not letting the team down. It's the last game of the season. Screw yeah. this. Yeah. I left school early, went back home, popped two Dayquils, came back to school for the game. And after the game, I literally, like Jordan, I collapsed on the floor. Like I was crazy sweating. I was pale. I was, I was struggling to even stand up. And this motherfucker walks up to me and goes, hey, pick up the chairs with your teammates. Don't be sitting here like you're fucking just by yourself. And I was like, I didn't Are say you, that. You know? No, I didn't say that. What, what did I you say? Is, go pick up chairs. I said, go pick up chairs with your teammates. Yeah, I did. I was, we went to the hospital later that, later that night and they did a uh, scan. I had just the early stages of pneumonia in my chest. Yeah. Yeah, I felt a little bad after that. Yeah, it was a true flu game, except for the fact that I did not drop 38 and we lost. Yeah, 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 all the all, yeah, yeah. Those it was the mentality things. that counted. It was the mentality yeah. that counted. I was so proud of you for going out there and playing with your team. I really was. It was the last. It was going to be the last sporting event for your for you as a high, high schooler, school. and yeah. I was really proud of you for heading there for heading out there and yeah. doing. 
I did it, and then after we lost that last point, I just fell over. I was like, I'm so, I was so exhausted after that. I, I don't remember ever being so, so drained after something like that. It was crazy. Well, listen, dude. I know you got to take your little buddy to the vet. Yeah, I'm gonna be late. I gotta go. Um, but guys, thank you again for watching. Sorry again if you saw me go up and down about thirty-seven thousand times. Still trying to get the hang of it. Um, we'll get this better. Yeah. Um, we'll do one when we're together in Tempe as well. Yeah, remember to send your questions to heyman uh, at gmail.com. Hey man with an exclamation point pod. Hey man pod. Hey man, man has three A's. Um, do you want to try that all one more? you want to try that all one more time? Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you <laughs> Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the notification button. Make sure you leave a comment and a like. Uh, that noty button will let you know when we post new stuff and new stuff goes up. So make sure to hit that button. It's the little bell. No. And listen, guys, if you rate and subscribe us, it it on iTunes, it's good for us. It it yeah. attracts more people. iTunes is more likely to showcase our podcast, all that stuff. So do us a favor if you're listening to this, head over there and rate and subscribe and and uh, leave a good. comment. We'll see you in Tempe, and we love you. Oh, hey, love you guys. I'm turning that. Up. Yep. All right, meatloaf. Come here, silly. I'm going to get you in a harness. Come here. Come here. Hi, dude. Hey. Hi, Judy. Love you. I love you, too. I'll talk to you later. Later.